thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Well, shut the front door. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith, and wait till you hear who we've got on the show today. And I'm Kim Morrison, and I cannot wait either. (laughs) So our gorgeous little spunky little Cindy, she's decided to take herself on a little holiday, bless her heart. And if anybody deserves that break, it's got to be be her man has she been burning the candle at both ends or what mm-hmm. that what's with it what, that's what with we didn't know porky pig was coming to the show today <laughs> <laughs> that what's with wheat has gone off like a frog in a sock as her as has her um, nutrition training into the chiropractic university in new zealand she's just Honestly, she is just on fire right now, and it's amazing to watch her, and I so want to get her to sign my boob when she gets home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love you. I love you. At least we get to sleep with her. Oh, well, you do. I don't. Not quite that. Hey, but I kissed her on the lips. You did. You You did. I did, I did. We just we, recently, we just had the wellness summit down in Melbourne and it was so cute. Cindy was going on stage and, of course, she doesn't come dressed with lipstick. And she says to me, oh, have you got any lipstick? Have you got any lipstick? I said, no, I don't have any on me. I said, have I got some on? And she said, yes, of course you have. I said, then give me a kiss. <laughs> so she leaned in and we gave each other a kiss. Didn't think anything of it. She jumped up on stage, gorgeous as always. And then afterwards when we got home, I thought, oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I think me and Bear Grylls. The men around you actually really enjoyed watching that. But I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited <laughs> because not only is she growing, but I think what's so amazing is that the people around us are growing. Um, we, we're watching people's dreams come true around us, Karen. And I, I don't know about you, but people coming up to me at the summit saying it's thanks to you guys, the wellness couch, the wellness guys, different people that their their dreams of being in the wellness industry is rising. And from year to year, watching what people are doing is mind-blowing. And I'm super excited for for us to be talking about our beautiful guest today who's also got things that are changing through different stages in our lives. Um, and are you, I mean, God, Karen, I mean, think about us back in Peru. Go on, give us the intro of our gorgeous guest. Oh, well, shut the front door. So we arrive in Peru and this chick turns up who I haven't ever met before. And she is the epitome of hotness. I mean, she's got this long blonde hair she's slim she's vibrant she's got skin like a marshmallow she just she just she just lit up the place and I looked at her and I went wow what a stunner and then we got to know each other over the course of being in Peru and honestly I I felt like there was this I really felt like there was this soul connection. It was feeling, I felt like, you know, like you and I, Kimmy, how we feel like we can be sisters yes. almost. It's this sister from another mister. Yes. I, I honestly felt this way with Linda. And I'm talking about the beautiful Linda Alston. She totally took my breath away in Peru, continued to impress me the whole time with the most vibrant, positive attitude, no matter what was going on, no matter how hard things got. She was always on top of it and I felt so blessed to be able to share such an incredible experience with Linda. So that was my first experience of her but now Linda and I get to work really closely together and we've got, well, not well, I'd like, I'd like to say we because I like to think it's me too. <laughs> but there's so much happening in Linda's world that we could not share her with all of our listeners because you know what I reckon, Kimmy? I think I think Linda is a classic example of people who have great dreams and great inspirations and wonder if they really can pull it off. And then somebody like Linda comes along who is just like all the rest of us 
and she starts pulling it off. She starts making it happen. So welcome, welcome to the show, Linda. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm a bit gobsmacked. <laughs> we well, like to do that to people. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you can give me 50 bucks for that later. All right, okay. <laughs> so Linda, tell us, tell us who you are, your age, your background, your journey. Tell us how you got to being here and why we wanted you on the show today. Um. Okay, well, I'm I'm actually 54 years old, nearly 55, and I've spent um, most of my life as a as a vegetarian. Basically, I call myself an accidental vegetarian. I love that. Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's just at a young age I sort of stopped eating meat, and um, and my my journey is just sort of evolved I guess um, learning different things on the way um, I've always cooked meat for my children I've never pushed my views on anyone else I've always wondered why I was so different to everyone else um, and I still can't work that out <laughs> <laughs> oh, well you're the same as us love so don't worry you fit right in <laughs> I think you know, the part that I love the most about your journey, Linda, is that, you know, you are so, um, you're not effusive about being vegetarian, but to look at you, you are an epitome of health. I mean, you literally, you glow, your hair is stunning, your skin is stunning, your vitality and energy is off the charts. And when you look at yourself, you're, you're fit, you're healthy, you're toned and you're strong. And I think that that is what is so impressive because, you know, we, there's so much stigma out there these days about, you know, what you have to eat, what you must eat, what you should eat. And there's so much fear around, you know, um, alternative diet choices. And then you see somebody like yourself that kind of throws it all up for question and I think, you know, certainly with the work that you're doing now, I think that it's a beautiful way of looking at a holistic nutritional um, solution. Is not necessarily, you're not, as you say, you're not forcing vegetarianism onto anybody. You're just looking at a holistic nutritarian mm -hmm. um, philosophy, yeah. which I love. I think that's just fantastic. So are your kids vegetarian? No, absolutely. Absolutely not. They're both um, really big, big meat eaters. Um, I think when they were about three, they went through a phase where they didn't eat meat, and I thought, oh gosh, maybe we've got another vegetarian. Yeah. But then um, I continued to, because I don't believe in, you know, I believe as a parent we bring our children into the world, but I really don't believe we should impart, um, I guess, restrictions on them. I believe that they should be allowed to develop their own way of eating and, and everything else. Um, so I always offered them everything and I continued, even though when they didn't want to eat meat, I still continued to offer them meat. And within a couple of weeks, they were both hoeing into the meat again. And, and they're, they're both quite big meat eaters, actually, as are all my family. <laughs> so, all my family. The point there, though, Linda, is for many of us, we think – that we know what's best for the individual. And I think Karen would agree to this, that uh, those of us that are mums, I mean, I've always felt that I've just been privileged enough to be chosen to be both my children's mums. And, mm. um, and I don't believe that my beliefs and values, and even though I've never particularly, I, I haven't eaten meat since I was 17 because I got so ill when I was in Hong Kong, and not that I was a massive meat eater before, mainly because mum couldn't really afford a lot of meat for us. So the meat that we did have was usually pretty cheap and, and gross, in my opinion. But I didn't mind the odd roast or the odd bit of bacon or things like that. When I got sick at 17, um, I never went back to meat. And therefore, when I had children, one of the biggest things everybody kept telling me was, you've got to eat meat for iron, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And I tried cooking it from my daughter. Um, and when I say try, I probably wasn't the best cook with it, but I would do the things and mash it into the, her veggies and things like that. And she always mm. turned her nose up at it. 
Now, interesting, as she's grown older, she didn't eat it. Jacob, on the other hand, just loved it. And every and every little bit and gnawing on bones and goodness knows what else, he absolutely yeah. loved it. <laughs> oh, so Dear, dear, dear. I know. Right? <laughs> and then her husband that loves meat, you know, not all the time, but the poor, mm. poor thing, I used to make him cook his meat outside. However, when my children got to teenage, and I remember listening to Dr. Libby a number of years ago and talking about, and listening to her and then Dr. Or Nora Gregardis and obviously hearing all the paleo movement, I started to really see what it can do, maybe some of those vitamins, minerals and certain essential nutrients mm. in meat, how important it was, particularly for teenagers. Um, so then I said, I told this to Taylor and I'll never forget it. And and she turned around and she said, yeah, mum, I think I, I'd like to try it. And now she loves her meat. She doesn't eat a lot of it. We're not massive meat. Well, I'm not, but they're not massive meat eaters. But... I realized how important it was for me as a mum not to impart my beliefs or my sick story around meat. The only, my only Absolutely. rule is that it's, that it's organic and that we get it mm. from our local um, farmers' markets. So that's my rule. Yeah. If we're going to do meat, it has to be the best and that these animals have been nurtured and looked after. Yeah. So what's your beliefs around that? And as Karen said, you're incredibly um, fit-looking. You don't look like one of those vegetarian vegans that look withdrawn and, and absolutely emancipated and need nutrition because um, for some people vegetarianism even though it's a choice is not necessarily the best thing do you believe no. as a mother and a grandmother that vegetarian you know it, it can be not only a choice but it can be beneficial for people as opposed to eating meat yeah i think they don't uh it, it's not done properly they may just keep eating their normal diet, which may actually not be that good in the first place, and just stop eating meat. And they're not actually getting the nutrition. Um, when I was a child, um, my mother, I drove my mother and my grandmother absolutely mental because they, they felt that I had to eat meat and they, they really thought something was wrong with me and I just couldn't face it. But what I could face was my mum would make, coming from England, mum would make lots of uh, stews um, and so in those stews, she would pile them with vegetables. She would hide pieces of meat, which I would always find, no matter how small. <laughs> but, but I found that I was I was having a lot of – when I look back, I realised I was actually getting a, a lot of nutrition. Um, it dived down probably when I was about 12 because I went to boarding school and I had no one on my back as to what I could eat or not eat. So I had a, a couple of friends who would hang around me every meal time, and they'd take the meat off their plate. And I would quite often take the vegetables off theirs. <laughs> um, and and it, it, it worked quite well. Um, so did you go vegetarian as a choice? No. No. And this is that's the weird thing. I think when I was about three, my dad said I stopped eating meat. Um, and I started going off certain certain types of meat and then when by the time I was six I really didn't want to eat it um I was at boarding school when I was six years old and I got force-fed meat by nuns oh my god and I think you know maybe emotionally that had something to do with me really not wanting to go there again um but you had already naturally I'd, oh yeah I had I'd already stopped rejected it yeah, yeah right and even when I was coming up to being pregnant, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I, maybe I should try and eat, eat meat to get more iron, blah, blah, blah. And I found as soon as I became pregnant, I could not stomach the smell. I couldn't be anywhere near it. And I actually naturally just went for uh, pulses, beans, lentils, black beans, red beans, any bean I could get my whole, my hands on, and I would I would actually cook a different meal. You know, I cook a lasagna with beans. I cook a moussaka with beans. And my poor husband came in one day and he he just looked and he goes, "Oh, not those bloody little peas again." <laughs> and, um, so I I sort of um, and I you know I went through um, pregnancy. Um, everything was fine. My my health was fine. When it did hit rock bottom was when, after I'd had my son, um, I started teaching aerobics and I was teaching about, he was about nine months old, I was still breastfeeding him, and I just started doing about 13 aerobic classes a week. 
And that was when I hit my first pitfall in that I literally completely ran out of B12. And, yeah, my my skin suffered. My skin suffered. um, My health suffered. I was tired. And I went to the doctor and had some blood tests. and, And he sort of said, you know, have you been supplementing with B12? And it's like, well, no. So I had to go on a, a series of injections, and from then I started realizing it's like, okay, I actually, I am missing something in my diet. Um, it was harder than we didn't have the internet and, and stuff like that. So I, I did start exploring by, um, you know, library books and stuff like that of, of different things I might need to do to help myself. And... Um, and it was basically sort of injection, keeping up with the B12, uh, having my iron levels checked. Most of the time my iron was fine. It was always on the lower end of the level, but I might occasionally supplement with um, Bloom's Organic Iron and that seemed to bring it bring it up again. And, and I've never actually had a problem since. You know, when I started looking at that and, and realising that, okay, as a vegetarian I need to eat a very, very big wide variety of um, plants and nuts and seeds and um, certain grains as well. And I also need to get my bloods checked every year just to make sure everything's in working order. Mm. Um, the, the other one that vegetarians can fall low in is, is zinc. So, yes, I do, I do supplement. I supplement with um, uh, an activated B vitamin and I also supplement with zinc. And very occasionally, but not not often, I might end up just taking a tonic if I if I feel a bit low. But that's very rarely these days. You know, with what you're describing there, I, I would question whether anybody, whether they're a vegetarian or a paleo, whether they could cope with thirteen aerobics classes every day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was younger then. I don't think I could do it now, but I I did used to. Um, I'm that type A personality, I guess, and I did used to thrash myself with with exercise. And and I ran half marathons and ran every lunchtime when I worked in in the city and stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, I I feel I have sort of pushed my my body, but I've I've actually come out of it well at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So, Linda, you've, you've obviously become aware of your body and you're a vegetarian. That's not someone that just takes the meat patty out of a McDonald's burger kind of vegetarian girl. Um, What would you say? I mean, we spent some beautiful time together all in Peru. What have been – tell us a little bit more about where you're heading now with your – you've got growing children, you're a grandma. Tell us how you um, approach the world from – you know, obviously you're very centred and very connected around your health and your well-being and movement and, and food. And, gosh, honestly, when I look at the recipes that we all post in our private Peru group and all those gorgeous things, and I hope you bought me a piece back, Miss Karen. Of that oh, event. I have to oh. say, no. Linda offered. Linda offered. She said take some home, and I said it won't make it. You are such a She did. Such a um, it, but, you know, you have a passion for food. How do you implement that and, and what's, where do you want to take your, your – nutrition such a big part of your world. Tell us what you're doing with it and, and, and how you're imparting your knowledge with your family and now hopefully the wider community. Okay, well, I guess I've, I've always imparted knowledge to my – especially my daughter, um, Michelle. She – you know, every time she sort of comes to a to a junction, it's like, Mum, Mum, you know, what can I do here? Um, she'll actually never cook for me. I don't know why. She's a really good cook, but she she always says, No, your your cooking's too good. Mm-hmm. And I've I've never actually seen myself as a good cook. I think because I don't cook meat that well. But um, I've I've found that um, there's certain certain friends they they start asking me different questions uh, a couple that really come to mind is my hairdresser sue and her lovely sister d and they they really want to look at their health but when they're reading what's mainstream they're finding it very difficult to decide what they should do and what they shouldn't and so they sort of occasionally ask me questions and and i found that it's it's quite interesting because you just give them little steps and they can take little steps if I give them all the information at once, it's too it's too overwhelming. But if you just give them little tiny steps to take, um, they're they're able to implement them. And 
I guess I would like to see a life where everyone actually based their meals around a vegetarian meal but just added a little bit of meat on the side if they wanted to. I love, uh, what, I love what you said the other day when we were talking and you said, you, you know, consider the option of having meat as a condiment mm. rather than the vegetables as the condiment, whereas the yeah. meat is always the hero of the dish. Yes. And yeah. I, I really love that because, you know, I think most people struggle to get the vegetables into their diet whether they're meat eaters or not, they struggle to get the the the, the beautiful rainbow yeah. of of colours on their plate. And you know, I've been to your place twice now, and I really feel like I'm still waiting for you to ask me to move in. I I, <laughs> I, I really am waiting. <laughs> oh and, God, then you can move in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. If you're going, <laughs> I'm coming. You're coming too. Oh, love. Okay, there's plenty of room. There's plenty okay. of room. <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you the culinary delights that Linda serves up, and the plate is almost bursting with life and colour and vibrancy. And I, you know, I think it's so amazing to see somebody who has such a passion for their food has gone through such a huge big journey themselves in terms of, you know, the way that they eat to now be able to bring that to the community, to bring that to other people, to say, hey, why don't you play with this? Let me show you how to play the game and then play with it and see if you enjoy it. Yes. And I think that that's really, you know, I think that that's a really beautiful philosophy that you come from, Linda, with your um, with the work that you're going to be doing moving forward, I think that's you know it it it, it really shifts the ball game because if you think of everything that's on the, in the marketplace right now, if you think of it, well, I and I see it specifically, you probably do too. Mm. Eat paleo or you're a peanut. Like yes, you, <laughs> you know if, if you don't eat meat, you're going to die. Yeah, you, you know all of this this dramatic. Um, pressure makes food the enemy. Mm, definitely. It doesn't actually make food the friend. And talk to us about your philosophy around that, about creating a new relationship with food. You, you were talking about some of that yesterday, which just gave me goosebumps. Um, oh, I wonder what I said. <laughs> you were talking about intentions for food. Uh, yes, it's... Um you know, there's a, there's a there's a lot of and I actually really thank all the people in my life who have said, "Oh, you're going to age really badly. You're never going to be really healthy because you don't eat meat." Because that has just um, served me to to look and think. Well, I'll show you, and <laughs> and I, I I am determined to live to a good age and to be extremely healthy and fit in mind, body, and soul. Um, and I think I think a lot of people. There's so much information about food out there, and a lot of it now is fear based. Mm. And 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 stuff doesn't need to be that complicated. And and I think you know you, you need to sort of uh, start to get more in touch with your with your own body. Start to try things. See if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, fine. Try something else. But. I know every time I've suddenly come up with a, you know, a food insensitivity or a food allergy, I've actually just sort of stopped and I thought, hang on, what's what's actually going on here? Mm. And and it's always come to me, you know, it's like with uh, sometimes I struggle with eggs, and I realise it's the egg yolk, and I actually have no idea why, but I'm very careful if I, you know, I, I don't have too many eggs. Mm. Um, and soy is another one that I can't go near. So that's, you know, that's eggs and soy, which are two protein sources for vegetarians that don't work too well for me. Yeah. So, you know, my protein is is, um, uh, is, is cut. But when I look at my, my food, sometimes you don't always make the right choice with food, even me. You know, I, I might sort of pick something and think, oh, gosh, you know, this is really not good for me. And then I, I look at it and I, I place an intention on it, you know, and I have every intention that that food is going to nourish me and sustain me. And 
that actually helps me get through when I when I do a bad meal or if I you know if I have a really bad sugar craving and I go and buy a packet of chocolate biscuits and I eat the whole blooming packet (laughs) and it's a horrible horrible feeling you know and I sit there and I used to beat myself over the head and and then I've sort of thought about it and I thought if you want those chocolate biscuits you can have them and funny enough, now that I've given myself permission to have a whole cho- packet of chocolate biscuits, I actually don't, I actually don't want them. Because yeah. um, there's no more resistance to it. There's no, there's no more resistance to it. But um, I really, I really do believe, you know, if you're preparing a meal, it's, and, and I think I've actually learned some of this from Kim as well. It's, it's the fact that, um, you know, because Kim, you're so good at. Uh, you're so good at loving and nurturing yourself and other people, and it's very inspiring. And and now I'm really looking at my food and and I'm I'm really getting my hands into it. And I I actually I love to toss my salads with bare clean hands, and 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 just ask that the food really nourishes people and um and and feeds their soul as well as their nourishes their body. And, and I actually like that uh, that experience. And sometimes, especially if you've got fresh herbs from the garden, you take a handful and you you, you smell you smell your food. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I know that sounds a bit daft, but um, no, it's stunning. Well, it's actually a nice thing to do. Yeah. When I first cut my when I cut my rosemary, I've got the massivest rosemary. Mm. And when I when I cut my rosemary bush, I. Where I've cut it, I put my finger on the piece that's still, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the plant. I put my finger yeah. where I've cut it and I hold it and I say, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you're sharing yourself with me. Thank you so much for giving yourself to me. And I, and I squeeze where I've made the cut because mm. I just think because if I get cut, squeezing makes it not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cut. This would be nice too, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for my little for, for my rosemary bush, yes, please. No, my, I can <laughs> see you out there with a lavender compress saying a beautiful little prayer. Trust me, mm. I would do that. I would do that. Mm. But there's no better smell than your beautiful fresh cut herbs, and oh, you amazing. know when you um, you know when you set the intention of your um, of your uh, of your food and what you want your food to do to nourish you then it, it changes the whole dynamic of the meal. You know, like when your mum used to make you a roast, you could always taste the love. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I used to want to leave home. <laughs> Every Sunday was a, was a roast, and, and it was even worse if it was a roast served with rice pudding. Then, then I would oh, I'd, I'd pretend to be sick. I, I couldn't walk <laughs> off. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It was, oh, that was my worst meal. Oh, yeah. It's true. Oh, it was saying, though, Karen, is that beautiful? When when people make a meal with love, you can taste it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. But Linda, what about for you when you're going out socially? Um, you know, we it's it's hilarious with the three of us because we've got Karen the vegan and Cindy Bear Grills and it's kind of me sitting <laughs> in the middle. And so the three of us. But I, what I love about the three of us going out is that there's always an honouring of each other's needs and there's never a judgement and things like that. How mm-hmm. have you coped in the world of vegetarianism um, with people's judgments and what would be your advice to people around how to deal with that? Oh, gosh. That's, it hasn't always been easy for me. Um, some people, a lot of people, and actually this was what was lovely about the women in Peru and it was great to see such a varied you know such a diversity in diets and there was absolutely no judgment absolutely none um and I have been judged um some you know some people come out with uh, jokes that they think is really funny it's like oh you know give her give her ice cubes because that's vegetarian and it's sort of like well it's really not very funny (laughs) um and the thing that I've really oh, drives me bonkers, you, you know, around the Sunshine Coast, I take it you've got some lovely cafes and stuff like that that, that do uh, nice vegetarian, vegan options. And around where I live, there don't seem to be that many. So you, when you go out, and I love to go out, but I'm really, really restricted um, because all of the service risotto or pasta. Um, but 
I find now friends are actually pretty accommodating. It's like, well, you know, is there something for you to eat? And, you know, at the end of the day, I sort of think, well, I'm actually just enjoying your company. There's only salad. There's only chips. I'll have salad and chips if that's all there is. And, and so I've sort of learned to, to deal with it. You know, you, you search around and you find the good places to go. Um, but the other thing that I do do, you know, sometimes we're invited out. Uh, I know there's going to be no consideration of um, dietary choices, so I will actually eat something before I go out. And that way, you know, I may sit down. And so if, if all there is on offer is a really boring garden salad, then I can eat that because I've actually already nourished myself at home. So that's a thing that you can do. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't actually find it that, that easy to, to go out, to be honest. I'm exactly the same, Linda. I'm exactly yeah. the same. I'll, you know, if Matt says let's go down to our local surf club or let's go you know, mm. wherever with our friends, usually mm. I'll either take something in my bag with me that I know I can slip into a salad, like I'll put, you know, some extra nuts and seeds that I can throw on top of a salad and a, a nice salt and a dressing, yeah. or I'll eat before I go. Yes. Um, I said it's not a problem, but the, because most foods are just so laden with stuff, mm. you wouldn't, and, and again, I don't think it matters whether you're vegetarian mm. or paleo. It's food that you wouldn't eat anyway, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, we, we find that. Yeah, and also, I mean, I, I like to go out because, you know, my partner will get, uh, you know, he might be able to get some liver when he goes out because that's something I really don't like to go near. Oh, dear, um, dear. So, so he can choose something, you know, duck or something that he wouldn't normally eat at, at home. But even he struggles because he said, where's the vegetables? Because a lot of, even in the good restaurants, they'll serve these meals and they sound like they're vegetable laden. And when they turn up, it's actually just a steak on a, you know, a little sauce that maybe has vegetables in it, mm. but, but nothing that, you know, resembles a vegetable. And, and you might order a side and you'll get one little small bowl. And that's just not how we eat at home. And I find that when we eat out, it actually affects him as well because, mm. you know, he, and he may bloat. So, you know, you don't know what, what it is put in the, the sauces, even though it may taste delicious. But um, I do find there's certain areas of Australia that um, you, you get better food than others. So, love, what do you think? I mean, if somebody has been flirting with vegetarianism, or you know, one of the one of the big areas that you are going to be working in is supporting parents with kids who want to try vegetarianism. Yes. So, what do you think would be one of the first steps that a family could take to explore whether vegetarianism is something that will support them and help them with vitality and with their well-being. What are some of the things that you would suggest they do? Um, I would suggest, I mean, first and foremost, if a teenager does want to be vegetarian, I really would advise the parents to actually support them as opposed to fighting them and telling them they have to eat meat. Mm, mm. That, that would be the first step. Yeah, um, for sure. And from then, I guess... I guess as a family it would be quite nice to sit down or, you know, whoever cooks, you know, the, the mother with with a child and sort of say, well, as a compromise, you know, vegetarianism may not actually work for you. So as a compromise, how about we look at, a you know, a couple of vegetarian meals a week to start with um, and to start slowly introducing some uh, meatless meatless meals uh, mm-hmm. And if other if other members of the family really can't cope with that, then okay, just just stick a bit of a little bit of something on the side for them. But the person who wants to, or the child who wants to become vegetarian, um, it, it's also very important um, to monitor their bloods. It's um, and it's very important to make sure that they are prepared to eat a very wide variety of fruits, of vegetables, or vegetables mainly fruits, um, try the nuts and seeds, try the nuts and grains, and especially bring in some uh, pulses, um, you know, black beans or something like that into the into the meals. So what do you think would be a nice, easy first meal to try for a mum who's never done it? And I think most people, when they think of vegetarianism or even veganism, they just think, oh, gosh, all I've got to do is steam broccoli, beans, pumpkin, and a bit of potato, where you go, 
throw a bit of bread on there and there's your greens and your... Okay. Um, a nice, well, one of my favourites at the moment is actually getting a, a, a bed of beautiful greens, you know, mix it up with spinach, rocket, whatever whatever greens you like, and roast every colourful, you know, get some purple carrots, some orange carrots, some sweet potato, um, some pumpkin, throw a bit of onion in there, throw a few cloves of garlic, roast that in, uh, you know, some olive oil and, and spices or herbs. Uh, and then make a nice avocado dressing out of some avocado and lemon and water. And then you can serve your roast vegetables. And in that, if you like, um, maybe try some tempeh. Oh, uh, right. And because you, you can roast that with the vegetables as well. Um, personally, so you, I could, sorry, yeah. Sorry, you'd suggest tempeh over, to, over tofu? Only because I can't go near to tofu. It will make me, it will give me pains in the stomach. Anything soy, mm. even the fermented tofu uh, and tempeh, will actually make me bloat. So I found um, a lovely fava bean tempeh that um, oh, yeah. Byron, That's the yeah, Byron Bay Company makes. So I've actually been having um, having that. And yeah. I really enjoy, I really enjoy that. Yeah, it's interesting the the difference between the tofu that we get here in Australia, and um, uh, it's 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 not good. It's not good. It's not a healthy addition to a diet because it's so coloured and bleached and so um, so bastardised. So we're much better off to go with the tempeh as an option because it is a fermented soybean option. Yeah, uh, and it's the whole bean. But we do have to be careful here in Australia of of GMO soybean. Mm. Yeah, and, and maybe that's why I'm, I'm affected. But, you know, if you haven't got soybeans you can uh, or tempeh, you can always um, you can always throw a few black beans in there. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that that's kind of that's kind of the key, isn't it? It's it's to be able to make sure that you're giving the kids a rainbow of colours, mm. and and those beautiful, like you said, what did you say? There was nuts and seeds. Oh, what for the for the protein sources for the protein yeah, yeah, and you can always I mean hemp seeds are another favourite of mine and sometimes I do a little mix of um, I might just roast some uh, some cashews some hemp seeds a bit of sesame seed um, sunflower seeds pumpkin seeds mixed together with a little bit of salt and just toast it up and sprinkle that over meals as well oh stunning actually. You did something like that over I did that salad yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> you know, it can it can go over salads, it can go over roast veg, it can go over your steamed veg. Um. So, so for people who are considering it, I mean, a lot of the stigma around it is also that it takes way too much time. So, with what the way that you're explaining it here is that it's actually faster. Um. In some yeah, in some respect, I mean, if if you did, um, I mean, one of my go-to meals is like I've got a jar of ready-made pesto, homemade pesto in the fridge, and if I'm sort of thinking, oh, what can I have? I might get some of that um, black bean um, noodles, cook that up, chop up a whole heap of tomato and avocado, dollop a whole heap of pesto in it, mix it round, and then serve it with some toasted pine nuts. And for me, that's that's my go-to meal. It takes about oh, eight minutes. That sounds mouth-watering. <laughs> and it's good. really, really tasty. So when, um, so when we're putting our meals together, it can actually be quite easy. You, you talk a lot about um, food preparation and making sure that you kind of you know, you do it easy for yourself. And I love what you say, fuel your body and feed your soul. Mm. And I think that that is just so, it's such a beautiful, again, philosophy around food that if our parents and everybody can start to take more of a holistic view rather than a fearful view around food, I think that kind of philosophy has the potential to allow us to kind of, I guess, do some more research. Be yes. Also, because also, too, I think it doesn't matter what your belief is, you can always find research to um, substantiate it. Mm, definitely. So I think with the way that you're um, sharing this, this concept is really about, well, you know, do your research by all means and then try it on for yourself. Make sure that you actually know that it's right for you. 
rather mm. than just believing it's right for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's like you've taken it to a whole new level. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that because I can see so many people breathe a sigh of relief with your approach to the experimentation and then the experience of it. So experiment with this and then experience what you experience and see if it's for you and then keep trying it. And that slowly, slowly catch a monkey methodology of, you know, three meals in the week, see how you feel about that. Yeah. Rather than going cold turkey on the meat altogether and wondering why things don't <laughs> Yeah, and, and it really is it really is a case of um, knowing your body and, and or getting in for some people it's actually really getting in contact with your body again. Um, because I think with so many um, processed foods and, and some of the garbage that's that's in them we don't actually, you know, the, the way they the way they label now, they, they're hiding a lot of stuff that they're putting in these foods, mm. and so we really can't be a hundred percent sure what we're actually eating. It, it may look fine, you know, natural flavors, natural colorings, it may all look fine, but when you sort of research a little bit further into it, it's it's really not fine. <laughs> so, Linda, with those gorgeous birds in the background, absolutely um, singing to their hearts' content. Maybe they're all out there saying, "Yay." On behalf of all chickens and the bird life out there, it's time we spoke up for vegetarians. And the fact that we always have Cindy on the show and there's a lot of paleo talk and there's a lot of people out there talking broths and, and the importance of gut health and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as far as I'm concerned. And I agree totally. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, I think yeah. what you're alluding to is that it's, it's horses for courses and, and both of you are saying work it out. What would be, and I'm asking both of you this question, what would be the biggest thing you would love to say to real strong advocates of meat eating and, and all the people out there about you being a vegetarian? And we alluded to it at the very beginning about some of the things. What are some of the comments that you guys get and what are some of the things you'd love to say back to these people? Just, just you know, just, here's your chance. <laughs> oh, there's a can of worms there, Kimmy. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually got to a stage age now and this is uh you know from all the work I've done with with you girls um I am really comfortable in my in my own body um and I actually do not care what anyone says because I I am totally at peace with myself I'm comfortable in my own body um I think my my diet speaks for itself my diet and my lifestyle speaks for itself because um I'm I'm fit and I'm healthy, mm. and I'm and I'm aging well, and I've got plenty of energy to play with my grandchildren. So, so yeah, all of that has actually got you know. When I was younger, I used to get so um so angry about it. Where now it's like I just I just don't bother. It doesn't worry me at all. Yeah, I think I'm I'm not dissimilar to you actually, Linda. I think. I never really had a lot of people give me a hard time over it. Um, not that I can remember anyway. I, you know, still it's, I'm always the, I'm always the difficult one when we go yeah. out. I'm always the one who needs to say, has it got this in it? Has it got that in it? Can you put this on the side? Can you make sure that it's not touching that? You know, give me mine on a separate plate or whatever. But I think <laughs> I can hear you laughing, Kenny. Yeah, I, love I can it. hear I'm you. Laughing. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but I think I, I think if if there was anything that I could say, but this is just genetic, generically, really, I would just like to say to everybody: lighten up, take the pressure off, mm. and to really be willing to experiment and explore for yourself but then also to take away the need to be in judgment of other people because really all you're doing is you're wasting your own energy because other people are always going to do what's best for them and what they believe is best for them. So can we make room for everybody to do what's best for them and then the world would be a happier place rather than us always having to be in judgment of each other and what's right and wrong and what should and shouldn't be. I think we're wasting a lot of energy on that. And, and I don't, I'm not just, you know, saying that that's about food. I think that's across the board. 
Beautiful. I agree, and I love yeah. the way you say that. The only thing I'd love to bring a little bit of a point back to is if you've got a teenager that wants to go vegetarian, um, the only thing I would say around that, and I love Nora Gagardis' approach to this, which is, um, you know, find out the reasons why. For a lot of teenage girls in particular, it's more around making a statement and um, mm. and often it can be around the ethics of animals and things like that. And I would say as a mum listening to this podcast, if you've got a daughter that's eating vegetarian and she's not looking that well, it could be that she's not mixing her proteins right. It could be that vegetarianism is okay for her. But I think the both of you are going to have to do a lot of research around what's going to work right because according to Nora and people like um, Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride and all of the advocates out there around um, teenage health, it's more around what is the right foods to eat for the body, particularly as it's going through huge hormonal bursts and huge growth and definitely brain development. So my only point I'd bring back to that, rather than just let them go vegetarian, I think with your knowledge, if they were going to go vegetarian the way you two eat, then I would say, wow, that's you know that's a really powerful way. But for a lot of mums, they don't even know what vegetarian and quality protein and and meal working actually looks like and then get to the crux of what it is and why the daughter wants to go vegetarian and how you can work that out from a health perspective. Would that be a fair comment? Definitely. And I think that that's why you're doing what you're doing, isn't it, Linda? I mean, that's why you're coming up with this business concept to be able to support those families so that if they're going to do it, they're going to do it informed, they're going to do it well and they're going to do it from the perspective of, um, you know, empowerment and responsibility. Definitely, yeah. So mm. tell us what your business is. Tell me what you're aiming for, Linda, because I haven't heard all of this. <laughs> oh, gosh, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a work in progress, and we're working on this together. So it's it's actually so exciting. So I can tell them if you want me to, Linda, or you can tell them. It's up to you. Yeah, right? Well, we, we're sort of working on a, a program um, where people can look at transitioning into vegetarianism um, to, or to try certain aspects of, of vegetarianism on uh, and see if it works for them. But it's not, you know, it's not cutting out meat completely. Uh, you know, by the end of the program, yes, you can maybe try a, you know, a whole week without meat, and if that works well, and um, you know, you've monitored your body and everything's working well, try another, try another um, week. But it's, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's like Karen said, it's still work in progress, but it, it really is looking at, um, it's looking at your, your actual health, what what really works for you. Mm. See, I would, really say, works I would say knowing you, Linda, that it's not even so much about transitioning into vegetarianism because maybe people already have decided or if, if it is a transition, it's how do I feel like you say. But I think it's about honouring mm. vegetarianism mm. and I think it's about really um, honouring the fact that you can be an incredibly healthy teenager, a pregnant woman, a, um, a menopausal woman, you can actually be a very healthy vegetarian. And I, what I would love to see is from your business, and I'm just throwing out my five cents worth here because this is what I'd love yeah. to see from you girls. Is I'm taking notes, don't is, worry. Is having a book or a program, an ideal, a whole thing around what it means to be vegetarian. Not so much the, the meat bashing or the, the fact that it's not that meat's yeah. not for you, but if you choose this lifestyle, here is the most healthful way that you can live it through all periods of your life. And here are some wonderful ways that we can mix our proteins. Here's some wonderful things if you take it another step further into veganism where you don't even have any animal products. What are the alternatives? What's the way that I can keep my gut as healthy as possible? What are the most best strains of pre and probiotics that I can support myself with? What if I struggle with grains? How do I alternate that? Why are things like miso and and fermented foods so good for my body? And give me an explanation around, because whether or not I think you're vegetarian, paleo, um, white meat eater, whatever it is, you know, what are the ethics behind eating like this? What's the best way to honor the plant kingdom and the beautiful growers of our plants? Give me some beautiful prayers and ways I can set intentions around my meals. 
tell me how I can drink beautiful smoothies to give me every piece of nutrition I need when I'm in a rush? What are my go-to meals? What are the best ways that I can support my daughter who's choosing a vegetarian lifestyle? And what's the intention and the ethics in behind that? I, I just think there's such a melody and such magicalness, I don't know if that's a word, around vegetarianism um, and a gentleness. I, I love the way vegetarians, the beautiful ones like yourselves that I get to hang out with, there seems to be a real gentleness around the approach to eating and how do I be gentle with me and my thoughts and my approach to cooking and how do I be a great grandmother around teaching my grandchildren that eating this way is a beautiful honoring of ourselves and the planet. And personally, from my point of view, I don't know if I'm on the right track for you both, but if I can see exactly. and grasp the intention behind a holistic approach to vegetarianism, then let us or those people out there that want to go vegetarian do it with a real healthy approach, which I think is the intention behind a lot of paleo people and the intention behind a lot of pescatarians and the intention behind holistic living as a whole. So if, if I can give you my five cents, the, 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 the process that we had, the joy that we had eating with both of you girls in Peru and watching how you chose your foods when traveling, how you traveled with different foods to ensure that you were nutritionally sound whilst on the road, but also whilst we were hiking and being in countries that, in my opinion, it's going back to those more ancient civilizations that have honored vegetarianism more than anybody on the planet, if, if, I, if you mm. both agree with me, and giving that real holistic substance to honoring the land from which we get to eat. And even if you do eat cows and lambs and all of those beautiful animals out there, then it all starts with plants. Ultimately, without mm. plants, we would not be here. And the animals that people eat need plants. So maybe it's about getting back to how we honor that in the ecosystem and your intention behind mm. it and the grace and the gratitude. I would love to see some work around that because I don't think vegetarians are getting enough of a, of a platform out there with a holistic, beautiful, healthy approach. Well, Kimmy, mm. <laughs> let me just say this about that. <laughs> Just about everything that you said, everything said it beautifully. I know, and we have it recorded. Just about everything that you have outlined there, Linda has built into her first program, which is an eight-part step-by-step program that takes people through that beautiful self-awareness, that um, harmonistic view of how everything is universally connected. Um, we're also, or Linda's also going to go into how to make the person the priority, how to, to really dive deep inside and find how this way of being, because you're so spot on. Vegetarianism is a way of eating, but it's also a philosophical choice, which I think is so, um, it's so profound and it's got such a, it, it's it's more than just vegetables on a plate. It's more than that. It's a, it's a it's a holistic choice that a person's making for themselves. Linda's also built in a whole strategy of how a person can um, figure out where they currently are in their current status of health. So she's got a checklist of where people need to go, the tests they need to do, so they know what they're currently lacking in and what needs to be supplemented. Um, we do have a bit of noise in the background, everybody, but just. Just bear with me here. We, we're almost at the end of our at the end of our session, um, and then she's going into meal plans, which I'm so excited about because the meal plans are oh, it's amazing. You wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. So then the meal plans are all about how to prepare the food, how to cook the food, how to introduce three or four meals. Do you mind if I just keep going here, Linda? No, go go for it. You, you're obviously more used to. Speaking than I am. <laughs> I feel so wonderful. I'm so excited. And then, um, so she's got three weeks or three sessions worth of the meal plans. And then, Kimmy, mm -hmm. stop it. The innate intelligence of the food mm -hmm. and how it interacts inside of the body and how the body actually detects the different nutrients from the foods and how we start to use food for fuel as well as for fabulousness. So it's for enjoyment. It's for experience, it's for colour, it's, you know, it's looking at all the different aspects of what food does provide for us. And then she's already created her program number two, which is the more advanced stuff, like how to read the labels, how to feed your children, how to go through all the 
different phases of life, as you mentioned before, gut health, fermentation, how to swap foods out. Like you mentioned, Kimmy, if somebody's struggling with grains, how to ditch the grains and replace it with something else. Um, and then converting this those. Is a, this is a game changer, seriously, and and for all mums out there, this is this is going to really help mums support teenage girls through making these choices. It's going to help. I think even paleo and meat eaters appreciate that you can do mm-hmm. this program for for your eight weeks and enjoy. You know, you can still survive. You will survive without meat and things. So, I'm, I'm really and, excited. And she's even she's even talking about poo. <laughs> even better. Even better. I nearly died. <laughs> Fasting enemas the lot. Oh. So there it is. <laughs> well, so I once you, this it's about time, Linda, and I'm very grateful that you've got someone like Karen to support you through this because she, of all people, is also on the receiving end of knowing what people are wanting and looking for out there. And I think, can I ask you both when this program is going to be available and when we're going to have website information? Because I know this is new for you both, but why we wanted to get Linda on the program is perhaps we can get her back when it's ready because I know there's a lot of our listeners out there wanting to do something like this. And one of the reasons we wanted Linda on the show is to show you don't have to be perfect and organized and well-planned and have it all here and now. We want you guys to experience Linda's journey and how she's getting there. This has been fermenting, for want of a better word, for quite yeah, some time. <laughs> And I think it's not far away. Am I Am I right in assessing that, Linda? Oh, my God. Talk about putting the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've started doing a bit of writing, but there's, there is a lot of work to be done because, I, you know, I want it to be um, – I want it to be from the heart and I want it to be something that um, will be really useful for people. Yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, even the even the meal planning, sort of actually getting three, three weeks of meal plans is, um, yeah, can that's, that's quite a job. Just to, as well, listeners, can I absolutely put this out there, that with the development of this program, you've heard the outline with Karen and Linda, that if you vegetarians listening to this or people wanting to understand more about vegetarianism, perhaps you could perhaps in our, um, when, when Karen closes and our pages to go to, maybe there's an opportunity for people to place their questions, thoughts, feelings and ideas around what they would also love to see in the program just in case you guys have missed any one idea. Missed something. Missed something. It would be awesome. <laughs> so, Karen, is there something? That maybe they can email you even in the meantime or find out a way because I reckon this is a huge revolution here, guys, and not many people are doing it on a really basic, simple but beautiful, holistic way. So I'd love to see this come about really sooner than later. Well, I think now that we're at the end, no pressure, Linda, breathing, breathing. I'm just about to go on holiday for three weeks. <laughs> perfect place to perfect start writing. Oh. <laughs> but, look, I think that that's a perfect opportunity for us to bring the, cl- the show to a close because, um, w- well, actually I think what we will do is get everybody to send us messages through our Up for a Chat Facebook page. So I'll give you guys all of that information in just a sec. Let's say goodbye to Linda. Linda, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. You are an absolute gem. We love you to pieces and can't wait to have you back on when I can finish this show with your website. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> you are beautiful, Linda. You really do give uh, women of all ages. I, can't, I hope we can put a picture up and... I'm assuming you're coming to New Zealand with us next year when we're hiking. And if anybody wants to spend some real quality time with Linda, then then that's a, a wonderful place to really uh, develop friendships and knowledge and, and share our information. So thank you to yeah. Linda on my behalf for being a beautiful, amazing soul that we all adore hugely. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> so, everybody, we hope you've loved today's podcast and you've, fell in, you've fallen in love with Linda. So if you want to um, add your questions, if you want to add your comments and suggestions, just go to our Up For A Chat Facebook page at all the W's dot facebook.com forward slash Up For A Chat. Feel free to post your comments underneath the thread or you can even send us through a private message. You're more than welcome to do that. Or if you want to reach out to me personally, go for it, info at karensmith.com and I'll Make sure that I send all of your questions and comments directly through to Linda. So thank you for being a part of this and thank you for helping us to get this 
concept and this business off the ground and your contribution is going to be invaluable. Um, and we are actually really excited because Linda and I are even flirting with doing a retreat. So that was really, really cool to have you guys join us. So also you can post your comments and your questions at all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. So join us here next week on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we are so going to see you on the ride. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their business, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.